0: Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm
1: Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It!
0: New York's ultimate high intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Uh, We wanted to shout out our patrons who are supporting us on Patreon. Uh, That includes Andy, Jan, Lola, Jason, Mike, Dave, Ethan, Maddie, Libby, Sarah, Patricia, and Ben. Um, Our patrons on Patreon get uh, first access to when we do special events and things like that. Um, sometimes we spend send special little videos and stuff we're very cute um, if you want to join our patreon community and help bring the show to the next level you can do that at just one more uh, and click become a patron at the top of the page all the cool kids are doing it
1: yeah and you want that little video from us like Joanna just said we are so cute <laughs> <laughs>
0: so don't miss it um, Cool. Well, today we are talking about two fundamental strength training exercises um, that I thought were worth talking about because we do them all the time. Um, or we uh, are told we should be doing them all the time. <laughs> or, Daphne. Not. or Daphne says we should be doing these all the time. <laughs> right. Which is why I end up doing them all the time because I do what Daphne says. Um, and those exercises are squats and lunges. So my goal for this episode is to talk about what they are, why they're important, how they actually help us in day-to-day life, um, how to do them correctly, and what are some some variations we can do when we get bored. Because if you're working out, like, I generally strength train twice a week, which means I've done a lot of squats, I've done a lot of lunges, and boredom really kills a workout. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought Daphne could help us spice things up. Yeah. Because she's so spicy. I am so spicy. (laughs) I am so spicy, and I
1: I love spicy squats, and I love lunges. And I'm so happy we're doing a full episode on two of my favorite exercises in the entire world. And even though technically, yes, it's two exercises, the variations of them, that just goes to infinity and and beyond.
0: (laughs) So this episode will be infinitely long.
1: Yeah, I have, like, hundreds of variations. I get to, I get really creative with my squats and lunges and the types we do in class and I'm excited to break it down and talk about why these moves are so
0: important. Um, I guess I shouldn't complain about doing squats and lunges twice a week when you have to teach like a bajillion classes. I don't think there
1: is a day that I haven't done a squat in ever.
0: Like, <laughs> like maybe like, when you were out like, with your uh, torn ACL. Yeah. But other oh than yeah, that, yeah, yeah.
1: Besides when I had like certain when, when you were I completely
0: put out. surgery.
1: That's so funny. Yeah. You know, I think about every time I even like the days I consider my rest days from working out. I still teach those days. I just mm-hmm. don't consider that a workout, but I still have to do some <laughs> of the workout. But for me, that's just like just I don't know. like breathing. I just, yeah, 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 I don't even count that anymore. Um, but I still have to demo squats, so whenever I do need a full day to, like, recover, it's very rare that I'm even not teaching, but it is nice to set that day aside, so the days where I don't do a squat or a lunge on a given day, I'm like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. It's like I'm, it's like a, it's a day that I didn't walk mm. or something. Um but, yeah, so I actually really like squats and lunges. <laughs> this is why you are the yeah. personal trainer and yeah. I am the
0: normal person. Well, I guess
1: I, I like squats and lunges in comparison to a lot of other moves. Like, I would rather squat and I'd rather lunge than hold a plank any day. Oh,
0: um, yeah. Yeah, I get
1: that. I hate planks. <laughs> I love them, but I hate them. I hate just holding it. It's so hard for me. Yeah. Um, but, I, but, like, ask me to squat heavy. I'm like, yeah,
0: let's do it. <laughs> Um, okay, so... Well, let's talk about it, because I think there's a reason that squats and lunges, they're not easy, but I think that they, um... Uh, are appealing sometimes because of the muscle groups that they engage. Mm-hmm. So let's start by talking about squats. Yeah. Um, let's start with the muscle groups. When you are doing squats, what muscle groups are we working? So when we're doing
1: squats, the muscle groups you are working, you are training your quadriceps, your hamstrings, your calves, and your glutes. So basically, so,
0: fronts and backs of thighs, yeah, the butt. calves, and butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So squats are training all of the lower body like thigh muscles and um and lunges are actually also working the same thing so i guess when it comes to squats and lunges i'm almost kind of like putting them into the same category however that being said they are two completely separate exercises but the reason why they're different is one is able to train one leg and we're able to like isolate one leg a little bit more. So going back to just focusing on squats, well actually I, I'm gonna, like break it down. Like uh, I'll give some reasons why it's important to do squats and lunges, and then I'll break down like the functionality. Wait, of <laughs> all of them.
0: I want to talk about one at a time because I have a carefully written list of questions. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, I will answer those questions. We will go. We will stick to the book. So keep so keeping, keeping, keeping in mind that Daphne is going to find ways to connect these exercises, <laughs> which is why they're in the same episode. This is and that's perfect because they are. They are in the same wonderful
1: family. Let's just... talk about squats first, and then we can compare lunges to them later. Okay. So, so squats we... are, mo- are training the quads, the hamstrings, the calves, and the glutes. And, um, Why is yeah. it important to do them? So it's important to do those exercises. It's important to train those muscles because I will just start with my favorite reason. They, they're they a functional move, and they train these muscles so that they make life activities a lot easier. So, so you're saying there's stuff we actually have to do in our daily life that is easier because we do squats? Exactly. So, squats are considered a functional exercise. And a functional exercise is a, is a type of exercise that helps your body perform real life activities. As opposed to simply just being on a piece of gym equipment and just doing that piece of gym equipment. Doing a thing you'd only ever do at the gym. Exactly. And not to say that there is anything wrong with that. However, when it comes to living a healthier, happier life in general, squats are... I would say the best functional exercise out there as humans have been actually squatting since our hunter gatherer days. So when you're performing squats, you're building muscle and helping your muscles work very efficiently. Um, And this translates into your body moving more efficiently in the real world. So if you think about all the times in day-to-day life, you do have to squat. So, In the modern American world, like, we don't squat to go to the bathroom, but in the majority, like, many other countries, like, you still squat to go to the bathroom. And in all honesty, that's how we're supposed to go to the bathroom. And, um, yeah, so this is just tangenting into, like, colon issues. But, but yeah, so squats are a functional move. Another Um, reason why squats are important is because they actually help build muscle in your entire body. Obviously, when we do squats, it's it's an exercise that, of course, strengthens those specific muscle groups, but when done properly, squats are so intense that they trigger the release of testosterone and human growth hormone in your body, which is vital for just overall muscle growth, um, and it improves your lean muscle mass. And that is why when you see people who only train their upper body, and they have like it's toothpick legs. <laughs> you could still train... You can still build muscle in your upper body by doing lower body exercises. As weird as that sounds, um, doing squats triggers a release of all that testosterone that we as men and women need
0: to like build muscle throughout our entire body. Something you've said to me before is that like squats are a big deal because those muscle groups in our legs are so big. Yeah. And that like when you work out those giant muscle groups you're getting a lot of bang for your buck in terms of like spiking your metabolism Mm -hmm. and I assume that that's sort of related to the the like testosterone stuff yeah definitely well that was actually my next um
1: my next reason why squats are important is that they actually they, they burn a lot of stuff and you know I hate talking about calories and I hate talking about like Burning fat. But if Um, we think about it as like
0: your metabolism is a system and your doing squats helps like um, your system run well. Yes. Yeah. So squats
1: do increase your metabolism and the reason why is because your leg muscles, your glutes, your hamstrings, and your quads are some of the biggest muscles in your body. So when we train them, your body is utilizing more energy as a whole. And when we do lower body exercises, especially at the start of a workout, uh, you will burn more fat and more calories than if you were to not start with the lower body exercise. And using an example, if you were to do a workout that had squats in it versus a workout in which you were maybe carrying three-pound dumbbells and doing like bicep curls until you're blue in the face, um, you're going to get way more bang for your buck doing the workout that had the squats in it. You will burn
0: way more that's just about being efficient with my time. For sure. I may not care about how many calories I burn, but if I'm going to do a workout, I'd rather it take 30 minutes than an hour and 30 minutes. Yes, absolutely. Another thing that squats do is they
1: maintain mobility and balance because strong legs are really critical for staying mobile, especially as we get a little bit older. Um, Squats are really phenomenal for increasing that leg strength. Um, They also work your core. They also work stabilizing muscles. That helps you to maintain balance and coordination and that's another thing. It helps kind of the communication between your brain and your muscles, um, and that helps prevent falls, and that helps prevent bone fractures. So um, I notice, like, when I work with a lot of clients one-on-one, their coordination levels just go up and up and up, in just the time it takes, um, and, like, the, the whatever weeks, months, years that we train. I also noticed that people who played sports and people who danced, maybe when they were younger, have higher levels of coordination. And when your coordination is higher, all that means is your brain is communicating with your muscles more effectively than some people. And that is something that can be changed. Like, if you just identify as a clumsy person, you don't need to do that. Like, you can actually work on it just by challenging your coordination, doing some squat exercises, squat variations. And even if it's just a regular squat, it will still improve your brain's ability to
0: communicate with your muscles. That's the thing we just never talk about in terms of the benefits of working out. And it seems huge. Like, I I want to fall over less and like walk into fewer things.
1: Yeah. It's, It's nice knowing that like that's I mean, think of a very talented gymnast. Like, she's not tripping
0: and falling over her feet. Right. <laughs> you know? Although, so. they did say that um, Michael Phelps, he's not a gymnast, but a swimmer, uh, his coaches wouldn't let him run to exercise because yeah. they were afraid he would fall over.
1: I guess it's a little different. He is like a tree. Yeah. Yeah. He's very tall. There's just more,
0: more. I guess, mass to, mm-hmm. to fall and land. He's further away from the ground. True. Um, I'm also thinking about, like, in terms of functionality and coordination and stuff, especially as you get older, um, one thing that, like, if you ever see video of older people doing PT, a lot of what they're talking about is, like, getting in and out of chairs. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, that's a, and that's a squat, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a big part of the functionality. That That's in
1: the functionality category, a thousand percent. Um
0: so even yeah, if you just it, love sitting, squats yeah. are a good exercise for you. <laughs> they absolutely are. Sit
1: better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also when you're bending down to pick something up, it's better to like squat and pick something up versus bending forward from the waist because that would just put a little bit of strain on the lower back. So that's a thing as well. So that fits in kind of like the functional world, but that's also my next, my next benefit or why we do squats is that squats prevent injuries. So most athletic injuries happen because we have weak stabilizer muscles, weak ligaments, and weak connective tissue. Squats help to strengthen all of this. So people have this notion that squats cause injury. It's very false. Squats don't very actually... false. Yeah, you squats, heard it here first. Yeah, squats don't actually cause injury. Um, doing anything improperly can cause injury mm-hmm. but the majority of humans injuries come from weakness and squats help to strengthen all the muscles tendons um, connective tissue in your thighs so that you don't feel pain in your knees and hips so squats help to strengthen squats don't necessarily damage your joints Um, Squats also help prevent injury by improving flexibility in the sense that squats, not that you're stretching, but squats improve your range of motion, really from your ankles to your knees to your hips. Think you're bending, you're standing, you're bending, you're standing. So those joints, those tendons, those ligaments, they have to move. Um, And then once again, squats help prevent injuries in the sense that they keep you more coordinated. But um, the main reason is that they strengthen weak stabilizer
0: muscles. Well, this is a perfect segue into talking about how to do them correctly, Mm -hmm. Um, because, uh, like you said, doing anything incorrectly can lead to injury. So let's make sure we're doing our squats with good form. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, what this means is that I'm gonna have to do them. (laughs) So I'm gonna stand up. Just threw my water bottle on the ground. I'm gonna stand up. Daphne's gonna tell me how to do how to do the perfect body weight squat. So, um, and when you say body weight squat, that just means I'm not holding any additional weight. Exactly. right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. So body weight squat means you are not holding any, you are not holding dumbbells. You are not holding a barbell. You're not holding a medicine ball. You're just holding your arms either across your chest behind your head or straight in front of you. You can place your arms where it feels the most comfortable for you. I'm going to recommend for anyone who's starting with a squat to reach your arms out in front of you because that's your counterbalance. Okay, so you will widen your stance so that your legs are a little bit wider than shoulder width apart. Your toes are turned out about a centimeter because that just follows the natural line of your hips. So that means that
0: instead of my feet being, like, totally parallel to each other. My toes are, like, just a little bit further apart than my heels. Exactly. Cool.
1: And then from here, what I'm looking for is for your knees to stay in line with your ankles the entire time and for you to start with a flat back, sitting your butt all the way back until your quads are parallel to the ground.
0: So basically, I'm thinking of, like, starting the movement by just moving my butt as yeah, far back like as possible. hinging your
1: hips back, yeah. And then you eventually sit down. And then, you, so Joanna's in a beautiful squat right now and do you, you're eventually if i just keep you here forever <laughs> yeah i gonna, feel it already yeah you're going to feel your thighs burning like big time so that's a bodyweight squat
0: yeah. and then what do i do coming up
1: so s- coming up you stand up but your core is engaged by sucking your belly button into your spine and at the top of the squat you squeeze your butt squeezed, squeezed. yeah so the goal is actually to keep your muscles pretty engaged and tense the entire time versus just plopping and standing
0: yeah, I think sometimes you see like that sort of like plop, pop up, pop up, plop, yeah. pop up. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and you really, can do
1: them with a little bit more control than that. Yeah, slow yeah. it down. Mm-hmm. Really feel those muscles. Yeah. So squats they boost your sports performance. You're gonna jump higher. You're gonna run faster. You're gonna you're gonna have better running form if you are an athlete. And obviously, <laughs> squats kind of tone up your entire lower body. Mm-hmm. And then um, another thing that. Another, and then like the last thing that I want to talk about is um, in terms of just circulation, it's really great to get the blood moving throughout your body. Mm. It's really great for like eliminating waste, cleaning like the blood in your body. So just squatting up and down and up and down, it's forcing the blood to move throughout your body. Um, So those are, those are like I would say the big, the like the big perks, like the big benefits. Of doing squats it's like yeah you know you're gonna feel super toned and you're gonna feel super super strong um, but the benefits are far more vast than just the aesthetics like it's so important that we do squats and lunges um, aside from how we think they're gonna make us look for anyone out there who is worried about doing squats because you might quote unquote bulk up get over yourself Um, honestly like get over it like you're not you're not if you do feel a little bit inflamed afterwards because I do hear this sometimes girls will be like but I didn't fit into my jeans afterwards and I want to like smack them upside the head and um out of love because um I love these girls and um I, just to which I say, it, you're building lean muscle mass. Like, why is it more important for you to fit into your skinny jeans than it is to build lean muscle yeah. mass? give that up the pant and, size that and, for all the benefits. Like, if they feel a little bit tight, like, so what? It literally most likely just means that there's just some extra blood circulating through that area. Because when you do lower body exercises guess what? A lot of blood has to go to those muscles for them to repair and rebuild. And sometimes that causes a little bit of swelling. Give it a day, the swelling is going to go down the next day. So um, if you're worried about bulking up, uh, you need to get over that. Yeah. Um,
0: better to be um, a, a muscly yeah. lower body and have all those benefits from the this- being, exactly. Being able to sit down and yeah. get up when you're older. It's
1: like you're not going to bulk up. Yeah, like, just
0: buy slightly uh-huh. larger pants. Yeah. Or do what it's I like, do and only buy stretchy pants. Yeah, <laughs> because you. I realize that life is too short.
1: Yeah, it's like ridiculous how, yeah. But anywho, so, so yeah, so those are the main benefits of squats. Squatting it out. Well,
0: yeah. let's talk about some variations because um, squats are great. Mm-hmm. Um, squatting it out all day long, mm-hmm. but sometimes uh, you need to spice it up. So, yeah. if we want to spice up our squats, do you have some suggestions? Yes. Okay. So, the first thing,
1: jump it. Oh, no. That sounds like a harder suggestion. It is a harder suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, I would say the easiest form of squatting is just like sitting in a chair and standing. And then the next level up is doing like the bodyweight squat that I just, just described. And then we can make it way more fun and exciting by jumping it. So, we can activate your fast twitch muscle fibers and so we can burn more fat, elevate the metabolism, all that jazz. And get our cardio and in at the same time as our strength, Major right? cardio, yeah. I think jump squats are probably one of the most effective exercises in terms of, in terms of conditioning your heart and your lungs. Um, so jump squats and doing variations of jump squats too. You can do jump squats where you're holding dumbbells. You can do jump squats where you kind of jump and click your inner thighs together at the top. There are so many variations of jump squats, but I also love doing non-jump squats, but using dumbbells and making the squat heavier. You can do a squat with a shoulder press. You can just do a weighted regular squat where you're holding dumbbells either at your chest or at your shoulders or um, at your sides. And then we have variations where you can do a squat with a bar, like across your upper back. And then there are variations where you can do squats holding like a medicine ball. So anything to make it heavier so it's a little bit more challenging.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. What about, like, plie squats?
1: Plie squats, that's a great one. So, plie squats in the personal training world. If you didn't grow up doing ballet. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: if you didn't grow up doing ballet, they're called sumo squats.
0: Ah, because you grew up
1: sumo wrestling. Those are the two options. You either did ballet or sumo. Isn't that so funny? Like, that, yeah. (laughs) So, they're called sumo squats in the personal training world because that gives people a pretty quick visual on where to, kind of, how to turn their feet out. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for anyone who has not danced before... That actually feels very strange and foreign to kind of turn your hips and your toes and your knees out in that manner so plie squats aka sumo squats are another great squat variation the difference between the sumo squat and the plie squat is that with the sumo squat we do get a chance to target your inner thighs and your hips a little bit more and the sumo squat your hips don't drop back you don't hinge your hips back Your hips just drop straight down like a ballerina. So
0: sumo sumo and plie are the same, right? Yeah, sumo and plie are the same. So you turn your feet out, and then your knees are bending out towards your toes. Correct. Instead of um, forward, and instead of your butt going back, it's staying, like, straight up and down. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. that's perfect. Yeah.
1: So sumo squats are a great variation. And then um, I like to also do a lot of compound exercises, and that's when you combine um, two exercises in one. So sumo squat with a bicep curl, bicep curl a squat press. Um, there there's so many different variations doing a sumo squat with like a short tricep extension. There are lots of different things you can do to make your workout way more efficient and way more challenging. So one of and fun to
0: be honest with you. Yeah. So I like doing compound exercises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, awesome. Well, I feel like that gives us a good uh, understanding of our squats. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to finally let you move on to lunges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for your so,
1: patience. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. No, this makes sense because, like, when it comes to lunges and their benefits, it's all the exact same ones in the sense that, yes, they strengthen the, you know, the quads, the hamstrings, the glutes. Um, it's a great lower body exercise. But the thing with lunges, the thing I want to... Differentiate is that lunges give us the ability to challenge your balance a little bit more, and lunges give us the ability to challenge your coordination and the ability for us to figure out weakness, um, because squats you generally do on one side and you can only do on one side. So right,
0: yeah. So basically, like a lunge allows us to figure out, like for example, if one of our legs is way stronger than the other one, yeah. or if. Turns out we don't have any balance yeah. or things like that. Another thing, too,
1: is that lunges do force you to stretch your back hip. Mm. Mm-hmm. When, you do a, when you do a lunge, your back hip flexor is getting stretched. So, actually, in my workouts now, I have people do lunges as a warm-up move. Mm. So, uh, as one of the warm-up moves. So, lunges are great because in addition to doing all of those wonderful things, yes, it's a functional move... Um, It increases metabolism, it builds lower body muscles, it increases testosterone. Um, Lunges also challenge your balance coordination, and as a result, they challenge your core or your ab strength a little bit more. Your abdominals have to stay a little bit more engaged during lunges, in my opinion. Because otherwise you fall over, which is what happens to me. Exactly. (laughs) And then with lunges we are able to increase range of motion and mobility in your hips and knees. And the same thing with the lunges is they definitely prevent injury versus cause injury. Um, uh, people think that like lunges are bad for your knees. Lunges are totally fine for your knees. If you do them perfectly, then they, you shouldn't feel them in your knees at all. Actually, if you do lunges perfectly, you should mainly be feeling them in like the, the big muscles in your thighs That being said, if you do have some type of knee injury and just squatting and lunging is just not feeling good while you are currently in recovery from said knee injury, go ahead and take a couple weeks off and just ice your knees and then ease back into squats and lunges. But when you are feeling recovered and ready to bring those exercises back in, these exercises will essentially prevent you from having
0: knee pain in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, let's talk about correct form. Yeah. Hold on. I'll put myself where I can do some lunges. So, with uh lunges,
1: I always say the most important thing 90 <laughs> 90 degree angle bends with both knees. So,
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is both of my legs should look like right angles. Exactly. Two little squares.
1: Two little squares. So, if you're lunging with one leg forward, a forward lunge is when you lunge forward, a reverse lunge is when you lunge backwards. A side lunge is when you lunge to the side. A curtsy lunge is when you lunge behind you and you look like you're curtsying. The beauty of lunges is that we get to work in different planes of motion. You can work frontal, but you can also work lateral. And that's important, once again, for coordination and balance. I find people who do a lot of lateral movement in day-to-day life fall a lot less and in day-to-day life get way less injured. So let's just talk about the forward lunge, though. So doing a forward lunge you have to take a big step forward and you land in a lunge position. So go ahead and do that, Joan, and then just hold it. So
0: only one of my feet is going forward. Only
1: one of your feet is going forward. Automatically your back knee drops down and your front knee stays in line with your front ankle. Your back is up, so yeah and you, so your upper body is just perpendicular to the ground. So what you're going to feel is your front thigh working and you'll feel a little bit of a stretch in the, the top of the back leg. And then you can step it back and you can alternate it so you can do the other side. So what I always tell people when they're doing lunges is to start by using a mirror so you can see your reflection. I always say keep your chest up, keep your abs engaged by sucking your belly button into your spine while you're still breathing and think about squeezing your butt muscles the entire time. And that is actually how you get that perfect 90 degree angle bend.
0: I think that's the mirror thing is an important thing to mention with squats and lunges um, because I think for most people who don't have a ton of experience exercising in front of mirrors, It's hard to get to the point where you can feel in your body how it looks. Like, you can know without looking what your body is doing. Mm -hmm. Because most of us just aren't set up to do that. Um, And it is really helpful to watch in a mirror and say, oh, like, my knees are right above my ankles. Or, ooh, like, my knees are coming way out of alignment. I better move them back. Like, getting that um, visual feedback, if you don't have a personal trainer or a teacher working with you, looking in a mirror is critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's really important. It can really be very helpful with
1: form mm-hmm. um, and just making sure you're doing it correctly and then eventually
0: moving away from the mirror too. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you've already talked about a few variations which is I can lunge to the front, I can lunge to the back. If I lunge to the side, what do I think about? So if you
1: are doing a side lunge with, and it's in the direction of the right, if you're stepping out to the right side your right leg will bend, but your left leg will stay straight and your butt will go back as your chest comes forward. So you'll feel a pretty deep stretch in the left inner thigh, but you'll predominantly be feeling your right hip, your right glute, and your right outer thigh engaging. Cool. Yeah. So, and we'll include pictures of these lunges. Um, yeah. And the curtsy lunge? The curtsy lunge is when you step behind you laterally. And then you kind of squeeze your inner thighs together. Like you have to pee really bad and then you sit into a deep curtsy. And this one strengthens your inner thighs and then also the outer thigh of, and the hip of the leg that's in front. You've been having me do curtsy lunges. Curtsy lunges um, are so fun. As I Mm -hmm.
0: uh,
1: work to strengthen my hips. Yeah, yeah. And I think squat variations are really, or lunge variations are very creative in the sense that you can also add a lot of upper body exercises with them. So you can do a lunge with a bicep curl, lunge with a press, lunge with a shoulder raise. Like, you can really get creative, and you can put them together yourself,
0: too. Um, I've seen some on Fitness Blender where, like, they'll have exercises sometimes where, like, you lunge forward, uh, bicep curl, press, uh, Mm. bring it back down, like, do a... Um, kick back and then yeah. go out of your lunge and stuff. Yeah, it can become like a whole multi-step. Yeah, yeah. Thing.
1: It's so efficient too. I mean, and that move is combining four exercises in one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, lunges uh, can also be jumped. They can jump also, lunges are really hard. Jump lunges are insane. Like jump lunges are, I think, one of the hardest exercises ever. And when you do jump lunges and when you when you do jump squats the burn you feel is like so instantaneous. Um, And it should feel pretty aggressive. Like your thighs are kind of on fire and (laughs) that's totally normal. Um, And that's how we, I actually feel like I'm able to like get people to build muscle a little faster doing jump lunges. People feel like good, um, like recruitment and engagement of those muscle fibers.
0: When you're doing, whether you're jumping squats or jumping lunges, thinking about how you land is probably pretty important for staying safe. mm So that's,
1: I always say when you're doing squats and lunges jumping, you always want to land toe and then the ball of your foot and then the heel. So it's like your foot is kind of melting down versus just landing on a really hard foot, like a flat foot. You always start by landing on kind of like the toe and the ball of your foot and then melting your foot down. Then I always tell people too, whenever they are doing squats and lunges jumping to land like a cat so land very softly, or I say land like a ninja. So just land as softly, try to make no sound.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of that comes from bending your knees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> as you come down. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Well, I feel like that gives us a bunch of variations to uh, work on, or things we know we can combine when we're putting together a workout. Um, I'm going to do a little takeaway. Yeah. All right. So... Squats and lunges are two of the most essential strength training exercises, Mm -hmm. Um, and they work a bunch of the different muscles in our lower bodies, Um, and the one main difference between squats and lunges is squats because you're doing them on two feet. Um, When you switch to lunges, which are doing like one foot at a time, that gives you sort of added challenge in terms of making sure that your sides are balanced, Mm -hmm. um, and also just like balancing. Um, It's important to do both of them because these uh, are functional movements. They have to do with things we have to do in everyday life, whether it's getting in and out of chairs or going to the bathroom or bending to pick something up. Um, We want to be able to do all those things, so we should build muscles that help us do that. Um, We talked about form for each of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Making sure our knees are in line with our ankles is important for both. Um, and to make sure that we're using correct form, we're going to look in a mirror while we do it. Um, with regular squats, we're going to think of our butt going way back and our back being straight. Um, with lunges, we're going to think of keeping our chest up so that we're, um, our bodies are parallel to the ground, uh, or no, perpendicular to the ground. Oh my God. Parallel to the ground would be scary. (laughs) Uh, and, um, you gave us a bunch of variations for each one to help us keep it fresh. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's uh, a great takeaway. Thank you. Uh, anything else that we should say about yeah, squats and lunges? Yeah, no, more? I think
1: just some um, stress. Oh, in terms of like how frequently to do them. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So I think a, a few times a week on non-consecutive days, starting off with three sets of 15 of each one. Three sets of 15 bodyweight squats, three sets of, with some rest in between, or you can do another exercise in between. Um, three sets of like 15 to 16 jump lunges, or three sets of... 15 to 16 you know uh, forward lunges or reverse lunges or side lunges but I do think that three times a week is a really good number on non-consecutive days two to three times a week and um, that we have that rest day in between and um, uh, to which I say enjoy the soreness nice. <laughs> that comes with that um, but yeah so that's how often I suggest people do them. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks Daphne. You're welcome.
0: We call What Your Trainer Eats, where we talk to Daphne, a real life personal trainer, about what she eats in her real life. So this was one where I saw it on Instagram and I was like, okay, explain. Um, <laughs> Daphne eats cookies for breakfast.
1: I do, I do. <laughs> I have cook I've been having cookies pretty much every day for breakfast for like the last two weeks. So This is why Daphne's so happy all the time, you I guys. Am, yeah, because I start my day off. And so you know, Joanna, I know you're more of like a savory person for breakfast, so That's true. I am like a sweets person for breakfast, um, when I'm just like at home, like I love granola, I love oatmeal, I love, um, you know, things that are sweet. And I recently came across this amazing recipe and it's for, or that's a big trend right now is like baked oatmeal cups or oatmeal cookies that are called breakfast cookies. And essentially all it is is a whole, it's a whole bunch of oats shredded coconut, chia seeds, nuts, all kind of blended together until it makes a flour um, in a food processor. And then you throw in a couple bananas, um, you know, vanilla, baking soda, maple syrup, or agave, and you continue processing it. And then you stir in a whole bunch of chocolate chips and you bake it at 350 for 15 minutes and voila, it's essentially like having a bowl of, oh, and then the most importantly, nut butter, like adding Mm. a bunch of nut butter. To it. And I have a recipe. Don't worry, guys. I'm not just, like, eyeballing this. Like, this is... I can <laughs> and send we'll you the include recipes. the recipe yeah. in our show We'll notes. include the recipe. Um, and um, essentially, it's as if I'm eating, like, a bowl of oatmeal with some nuts and nut butter and bananas and chocolate chips for breakfast, but just in cookie form. Like, there's literally nothing else added to it. So it's still gluten-free if you have any type of gluten allergy, if you're using gluten-free oats. There's no flour in this. Your, your, your food processing... It's like a one pot thing. You don't need like two mixing bowls. You're blend or you're like processing together all like the oats and the coconut and the um, chia seeds and like a handful of walnuts until that becomes the flour. So is this gonna taste like a breakfast cookie? Yes. Is it gonna taste like a normal cookie? No. <laughs> like it's, it's real not, talk. Doesn't yeah, yeah. taste like a cookie. It tastes like an odie, like nutty mouthful of wonderfulness. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're into that, which I am. Well, one nice thing about it, it seems to me, is that you can make them on Sunday and then eat them during the week. Oh, yeah. If you're a person for whom getting stuff together to have breakfast is like a huge chore, this seems like a great solution because if you're not going to make oatmeal every day or you don't want to make like overnight oats or whatever. Yeah, I love having like breakfast ready.
1: Yeah, I'll have, like, three of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and they're big. and <laughs> Or, actually, you can make them however big you want. Right. But I'll include the, the link to that. You later. could even bring them to work with you if you don't eat until you get to work. Yeah, instead of chocolate chips, you can do chocolate chips and dried fruit. You could do nuts. You can just, like, shove them full of whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the base is generally the... Um, you know, the oats, the coconut, the chia, and I do a handful of walnuts, and that turns into a flour. And then instead of banana, you can use a cup of pumpkin instead. Mm. Or if you don't like any of them, and you just want, like, a neutral cookie, you can just do an applesauce. Um, but I do pumpkin or banana.
0: Cool. Yeah. Daphne, why is it okay to have chocolate chips for breakfast? Because chocolate chips are amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's totally socially acceptable to eat whatever you want for
0: breakfast. including you heard chocolate it here. Chips. Daphne says it's fine. Awesome. Well, um, if you bake breakfast cookies, take a picture and so that we'll know you and Daphne can be part of a cookie club. Maybe I'll even try it. We'll see. Um, cool. Thanks, Daphne. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shaw-Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemeny.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, for help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.